<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hi. I want to apologize for the podcast being late again. My life is a shit show of complete chaos. <laughs> and I'm really trying my best. <laughs> and what's funny about this Q&A is the first question when I open the app says, how do you organize your busy life? And I just don't have an answer for that because I'm trying to figure it out. Carmela is being sleep trained at the moment, uh, which I talked about briefly on Instagram. And thank you to those who did not criticize me for sleep training her because I know it's very controversial. And when I mentioned we were going to start the process like a month ago, I got some nasty DMs. And it's like, I don't know, like, I would love to like share my perspective on it. But like, I'm tired of fucking having a fight with people all the time. And like, manage nasty comments. And it's like, I don't know what is wrong with me. I am so sensitive right now to like any negative feedback. It's crazy. I shouldn't give one shit. I know way better. But like one comment, and there was a comment recently that made me spiral. And this particular comment was so someone, the comment was such a reaction to something that like, they were clearly taking really personal because it like triggered them. And that, and I read it to Davide and he was like, whoa, like that, she's taking that really personally. And I was like, yeah, like that couldn't be more clear to me that that was taken so personally. And even still, my heart was pounding. It's so wild. And it's like this weird thing because, you know, like this is my career, right? Like I find genuine joy connecting with people. It was never my intention to have like an internet presence in in this type of way. Like when I lived in New York and I I worked the there were blogs 
and you would wake up in the morning and check like Cobra Snake or last night's party or epically later or whatever cool blog to see if you were like cool enough to make it to their recap of whatever the event was the night before. And that was really the extent of it. And then I started my blog, which was called fighting the war against blowing it. And, um, photography was always like a big passion of mine. And I would take my film camera, my little point and shoot around with me and take photos of, New York nights, which by the way, like I have some of the most epic photos of people who are now incredibly successful and doing really cool things. I need to go through that. I have like a huge CD. Remember those old like leather CD things where you would like when you would get like your CD. God, what a fucking waste of plastic CDs were. But you would get home and you would take your CD out of the plastic case and like put it in your CD organizer. So I have a CD organizer that has like 500 CDs in there of of uh, the digital copies of all of my photos because I didn't want to keep the negatives. And I need to go through them. It's just, you know, one more thing to do. Anyway, that was like the extent of like your online presence. And I remember being in an office of a job that I used to have and being like, I joined Instagram and everyone was like, that's so corny. Instagram is so corny. And what was really funny is at the time, because my blog in a very small community was doing well, it was like me and Man Repeller and a couple other people at the time in that kind of category. I mean, I wasn't anywhere close to her, but we started at the same time. And I remember being like, blogs are never... I remember someone being like, you should invest more time in this. And I was like, blogs are fucking... Like blogs and bloggers are like, that's not a thing. Fucking idiot. And I I, I had like you know, a, like a good amount at the time of followers on, on Instagram because I had the blog. And I remember people being like, whoa, how did you get to me? many followers on Instagram? And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like the people who look at my blog found me on, on this new thing called Instagram. Like they want to see more of what I'm doing. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, but we're going to be saying this about some other thing at some point, but, and then it naturally grew into this. And like, you know, also, by the way, like I don't, I still don't, I don't even have 200,000 followers, which by the way, I don't mean that to be like dismissive. I have a lot, I have a lot of followers, but if you look at Instagram, it's extremely common and easy to find people that have like millions of followers and they're people who you've never even heard of, which is like mind blowing to me all the time. So I love, I love where I am because it feels safe and it feels like I have a personal relationship with anybody. And, you know, I don't do anything to gain more followers. I don't try to do that. I don't want to, I, I continue to do what I'm doing, but because also like I already feel really, exposed. But at the same time, like this is the type of stuff that brings me joy. You know, my life's dream growing up was to always have a travel show. I mean, I always loved fashion, of course, which is what I did. But cooking and travel as when I was a kid was, I mean, I'm honestly pretty shocked I didn't get into to food. But at the same time, that's, you know, you gotta love food because I feel like the people, you know, if you're going to do it right, you have to spend like 12 hours you got to pay your dues in the kitchen world, man. You got to like spend 12 hours on your feet cutting onions for <laughs> months at a restaurant before I feel like you could really say that you're, you know, in the food world. Fucking anyway, the whole point of this is that I'm very sensitive. So if you're listening to this and you actually like the podcast, would you mind making a positive review? Technically, I'm supposed to ask you that every week. And technically, I'm supposed to ask you that all the time. I'm sp- After every episode, I'm supposed to post like a promo video 
and then say, you know, the kind of like, like and subscribe. Like I'm supposed to say that shit. And I don't because I don't want to bother any of you. But this is my, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do it once, once a month. Ah, that still seems like a lot. I don't know. I'll do it every couple of months. This is my first one. Please like and subscribe and make a comment. A positive one. Because if you care about me and me laying myself out to you vulnerable nonstop on multiple platforms for what fucking reason? I don't know. This is how you can say thank you. Getting back to how I organize my busy life. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. So I am sleep training to get back to the original point. I am sleep training the Bambina one because she was totally fucking sleep deprived because I didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't realize and she started getting like a bad attitude, not even a bad attitude. She just started getting pissed. And I was like, whoa, what is happening to my sweet child? And then I realized that she was extremely sleep deprived. So we've been putting her on a schedule and that also will allow me to have uh, an organized functioning day. What's weird is it makes the days pass really fast, but they also, it also gives me more time in the day because this girl wakes up at six and I kind of did that. On, I was like, let's do like a six to six vibe. And that way in the morning, this is my goal. She wakes up, you know, but you know, what's funny is everyone's like, yeah, you have so much help with your mom. We didn't when she was little. She ne- My mom came upstairs one time in the night and we, I didn't realize the baby was gassy and she was hysterical. And I didn't, we had like exhausted all of our resources and I didn't know what to do. My mom came upstairs, but it was one time. But now my mom is someone that wakes up very early. She's like a 4.35 a.m. kind of gal on her own. And so when she hears Carmela wake up in the morning, she gets up. And so this morning was the first morning where, you know, I wake up as soon as I hear her on the monitor and I woke up and I heard her like, ah, ah, ah. And I was, went downstairs. My mom, it was seven. Because sometimes she'll sleep until like 7, 7.30. And I went in there. My mom had already done her morning feeding and already put her back for her first nap, which was so cute. But it fucked me up because my mom was trying to be nice and let me sleep in. But, you know, this is my time. Feeling your best starts with what you eat. If you don't know that, I'm here to tell you. Sakara gives you the ability to not just eat healthy, but to actually enjoy it with their chef-crafted plant-rich meals that build a foundation for better health. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are powerful and they're plant-based and they're delicious. And they boost your energy, it improves your digestion, and it gets your skin glowing. You're going to be one of those people that everyone's like, oh my God, you look so good. What did you do? The menu of creative chef-crafted ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are different every week. I've literally never had the same thing twice. And they're all delicious. I don't know how they do it. You literally never get bored. And somehow anywhere in the U.S., it gets delivered to you fresh. And I don't, I mean, I need to start asking some serious questions because the way this company is built is just absolutely fabulous. And then along with the meals, you can get Saqqara's wellness essentials like supplements, teas, snacks. And my favorite is the transformative, what I always talk about on Instagram, the metabolism super powder, which is basically just like a chocolatey cacao heavenly powder that you can put in smoothies. You can put it in your coffee and it boosts energy and it eliminates bloating. 
It also minimizes sugar cravings and reduces fatigue. Sakara has received rave reviews from me, Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. I don't know what else you need. Right now, we're offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com slash best or just enter code best to check out. That's S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash best to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash best. And this will get into question number two, which I keep getting asked, which is, what is your weight loss plan? <laughs> which my weight loss plan. Wake up and work out. And that the workout happens between, you know, Dr. Lecco said, ideally in an ideal situation, it is five days a week. He says, never work out more than five days a week because your body changes when it's resting. So you don't want to overdo it. And then he said, I think he said it was like two or three days of like a hit workout or some sort of like weight training and then two or three days of cardio. So that's my plan. And then as I mentioned yesterday is I just found out I have PCOS after years of having a lot of fucking symptoms. And then that was like a big revelation for multiple reasons. One of them being like, I had an IVF doctor fucking tell me I would never get pregnant because my numbers are so bad. And my numbers are fucking fabulous. This guy was ended up being like a total car salesman and wanted me to spend, you know, a hundred thousand, but I can't, I don't even want to get into it. It makes me sick to my stomach that someone tried to tell me that my, that my body's not working when it was working. And the doctor yesterday told me, and I saw it on the monitor in the ultrasound that I have a shit ton of follicles and, and my egg count is great. And that the why it took me so long to get pregnant was because I have PCOS and I only ovulate every other goddamn month. So all this guy should have done is take an ultrasound, which he didn't. He ran a bunch of blood tests. He would have seen that the shape of my ovary was like extremely oblong, which is a sign of PCOS. And then he would have just put me on a little bit of Clomid. Like what? And he would have put me on progesterone. So that's my treatment now is I'm on progesterone two weeks out of the month. And she said no dairy or gluten, which fucking sucks. But I guess having like a real reason not to ingest those two things, obviously, is more of an incentive, right? And that's my treatment thus far. And I will keep you posted on what that means. My cocktail of choice today is a water with vodka and lime while I answer the rest of these questions. A lot of them being, do you think you guys would move to Europe? And, you know, I think that we all have this very romantic idea of moving to, you know, I grew up in outside of Los Angeles. I lived in New York for 10 years. That is like a major, major, major downshift. I'm so used to being able to accomplish things at a, like a (laughs) very high, like efficiency rate. I mean, it's a different, obviously it's different if I live in Milan or something, but I'm not, I'm not very keen on Milan necessarily. I don't, you know, it's not a place that I go and I'm like, oh, I'm dying to live here. So no, it's not, um, you know, on our plan right now to move there by any means, the dream would be to buy a property there, obviously, um, rent it out when we're not there, kind of make it like, you know, a place that people can come and experience a little Baron Cheney experience. You can stay there, do tours of Sicily. You can 
you know, have some fabulous olive oil, some great food, that whole shit. You know, I want it to be a place where you can rent and go and bring a lot of people and there will be, you know, cool vintage cars and a fabulous chef and a really cute, charming person in a dream world between my brother-in-law. And he can take you around and show you all the different dynamic parts of Sicily because it's very, very different. And then, you know, spend us spend a couple months out of the year there. And I, I would love that for all of us. And then, you know, eventually spend more, more and more time there. That's really the game plan. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like everything we do, hopefully is like working towards that. A lot of questions that I got to, which was really cute is like, you know, I think I reference a lot of my time living in New York, but I have been, if you are new to following me and don't know that side of me, I'll get a lot of questions about like, you know, what was your life like there? And I love New York. I'm going to take a sip of this drink. Mm. New York is a place that I really thrived. Do you hear the sound? That reminds me so much of my dad. My dad used to get home every day around 5.30 or 6. And he would get, he had this drinking cup. My brother went to the Naval Academy and he had a big cup from the Naval Academy. One of those, um, the fuck, like a, a giant insulated cup. And he would fill it with ice and he would fill it with scotch. And then he'd top it off with a little water and he would sip on that until he went to bed. And there, there got a crack in the cup and like the insides, like the guts of the cup were <laughs> protruding from said cup for like 10 years. And <laughs> you would never, the cup is here somewhere. Obviously we didn't, nobody wants to throw it away, but he would, he would pour, you know, the liquid into the cup and then with his giant hand would grab the cup and then he would take his index finger and stick it in the cup and mix it around. And I would hear this and he would sit down in his chair and he would turn on Monday night football if it was Monday or whatever sports game season it was. And if not, he would watch the news and he would wait for a dinner to be served. Look at the fucking legend that he was. So now every time I hear ice jingle in a glass, any sort of cup, especially a plastic one, I think of my father. He was the best. He would have been killer on the podcast. What would have happened is he would have come on the pod. He would have said a lot of things that were like really embarrassing. He loved to make dirty jokes. So he he would have gotten himself or myself canceled instantly. And then my mom would have gotten really embarrassed because she hated that he loved telling dirty jokes. She loved it in the right context. We were like at home over the dinner table, but in public she'd be like, oh my God, what is he doing? Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. With her embarrassed face. It's so funny. Now that I am not pregnant or breastfeeding, I can get back to the things that I really enjoy in life. <laughs> One of them being CBD because, you know, sleep is hard for me. It's hard for a lot of us. And, you know, it also helps reduce my stress, all that kind of stuff, which is why I want to tell you about Ned. Ned produces high quality full-spectrum hemp oil products extracted from organically grown hemp plants sourced from an independent farmer. Literally, his name is Jonathan. <laughs> what other company do you know where you could say that? His name is Jonathan and he grows hemp in Colorado. 
It's incredible. These products that Ned offers are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer a fabulous alternative to prescription over-the-counter drugs. They're chock full of premium CBD and have a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, flavonoids, all that good stuff. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. My two absolute favorite products are the sleep blend because, I mean, think about it. Over 50 million Americans suffer from sleep disorders and many of them are prescribed sleeping pills. So try this sleep blend. It's all natural. 750 milligrams of CBD made from the world's purest single source full spectrum hemp oil. It's fabulous. And the second one that I love that'll help you de-stress. It's my favorite. It's the full spectrum hemp oil. It is a single all-natural remedy for alleviating stress and anxiety. It's just a beautiful full-spectrum hemp oil. It's pure, potent, and crafted from hemp flowers organically grown, again, by Jonathan in Colorado. I mean, what is there not to love? If you want to check out Ned and try their full-spectrum hemp oil or the sleep blend for yourself, we have a special offer for our Everything is the Best audience. Go to helloned.com slash best or enter best at checkout and get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash best to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring our program and offering our listeners a organic, natural, fabulous remedy for stress and sleep, some of life's most common health issues. I don't want anything to come between you and your happiness or achieving your goals. Oftentimes, finding a therapist is impossible for multiple reasons. One of them being, you know, how do you even find a therapist nowadays? Driving there is a process. Sitting in a waiting room is a process. Having, you know, that encounter with someone, especially during COVID, it's it's a lot and it can take time, right? That's why I want to tell you about my absolute favorite, BetterHelp. BetterHelp assesses your needs and matches you quickly with a licensed professional therapist. And by quickly, I mean within 48 hours. Also, it's online, so you don't have to go anywhere. It's so convenient. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is professional counseling done securely online. And guess what? Unlike traditional therapy, you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get thoughtful responses. Like, what? It's incredible. You can do all of this without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, which is also my favorite part. If you maybe don't, you know, you're not vibing with your therapist, you can switch very easily. No big deal. Just connect with another one. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they have financial aid. The service is available worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors near you. You can find a licensed professional counselor in any range of topics. We're talking depression, stress, anxiety, grief, self-esteem, family conflicts, trauma, anything. Anything you share is, of course, confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. Go online and just look at the testimonials they post daily on their website. I want to thank BetterHelp so much for sponsoring our podcast and providing the opportunity 
for our listeners to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash PF. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash PF for 10% off your first month. Breastfeeding was another one. How did I decide to end breastfeeding? Again, another controversial thing. I'm just going to say that what I've learned as a happy mom is a happy family. And it started getting extremely stressful. And my mom breastfed me for a year. So, um, you know, I had that kind of... I thought that she was always going to want to tell me to... I thought she was always going to want to tell me to breastfeed for a year. And she saw how hard it was for me. And then I started getting stressful and she looked at me and she was like, you don't need to, you don't need to keep doing that. Formula is fabulous. Also, what was really crazy, I mentioned it before, it kind of got dismissed, but I mentioned it before, like everything I ate upset her stomach. So obviously there are a lot of moms that keep to like a very bland diet, but continuing with my work and, you know, my body recovery, my mental recovery, every three hours feeding her, you know, like working every day. It was just kind of like, this is a lot. And being able to hand her to my husband at night or hand her to my mom with a bottle was extremely helpful. And then I, you know, the more I did that, the more I was like, mm, this is awesome. And it was. And and by the way, when I would give her formula, she wouldn't, she wouldn't have an upset stomach. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. A lot of questions about sex after baby and, uh, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what I'm not going to give you advice here or there on that. But like, obviously, I waited. I waited till like six weeks on the dot and we were both really nervous and it was uncomfortable, not physically by any means, but it was uncomfortable because we were it was we were both like, OK, is, like, is, is that broken? No. OK, that feels great. You know, it was very, you know, I think Davide gets very it was when I was pregnant too. He very much doesn't want to like hurt me or make me uncomfortable or, and so like he was so focused on that, that it, it was like, it's a, I'm, I'm chilling dude. He was like, I don't want to hurt you. And then I have to tell you this, it's fucking awesome. It actually feels better than it ever has. I know that's a huge overshare, but I don't give a shit. This is my house. It literally feels, it's awesome. So this whole, bullshit narrative of like my vagina like all I do is pee on myself and your vagina stretches out like it goes back and it feels fucking great and you made a baby so don't let the world continue to tell you how your life is going to suck after you do the one thing that keeps the world going which is fucking procreating I'm so tired of that conversation I think it's very boring also got a lot of questions about whether or not the baby is affecting our marriage and, it, you know, we had a lot of conversations about this beforehand. I think men in general, I hate God, I'm not supposed to even say that. I think partners, non-birthing partners in general, you know, if you're not like I'm home with her all day. Right. So I feel like I'm I don't want to say the leader, but I'm at like the forefront of like her schedule and like knowing certain things about her just by way of spending more time with her. And so there are times where he'll look at me and be like, did you feed her? Like, he'll get home and she'll be fussy. He'll be like, did you feed the baby? And I'm like, go fuck off. Like, fuck off. Go to fuck off island with all the rest of the fucking fuck offs because obviously I fed the baby. What? 
Like, no, she gets fussy because the girl wants to be entertained. <laughs> that's like, that's how babies are. So it's like, I'm like, redirect her, you know, and then he'll take her outside. And oh, okay, she's happy. You know, it's, it's that kind of stuff that drives me loca. And that'll cause us to snap at each other. That'll cause us to snap at each other big time. So those are the kind of things that like I try to be aware of that. And it happened this morning where he said something and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then he's like, don't snap at me. And then we're, I don't, it's, this is the, this is the practice. This is the practice with everything. When you are triggered or upset or someone says something like you have to be in the moment and, and say to yourself, like, calm down. Don't snap. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't help anything. That's the hardest thing in the world. Right. But like, I think that like, we can go to all the therapy in the world and it's going to come down to, to practice when you are challenged. You have to in the, in every moment, you have to have the wherewithal to take a deep breath and to consider your response. And so, no, it hasn't affected our marriage in a negative way by any means. Are there moments where we snap at each other? Yeah, but I think we're kind of like that kind of couple that like we get snappy and we get into tiffs pretty often. We're just because we're like fiery people. So I don't think it's any more than usual. It's just like another thing to do it about. Like there's other things we don't snap at each other about anymore <laughs> that we would have, um, which I think is, I think hopefully, you know, then we'll just turn into us having a little bit more grace with each other. But I don't know. I mean, this kid's going to like, she's a baby right now. And that's frustrating when she's a fucking toddler. It's going to be a shit show because she's going to be walking around and touching things. You know, I, I don't, I think it's just, it's just going to sway and move into different shapes, but it'll always be here. And I think that's normal, but we don't let it break us. And I really think that that's important to not let it break you. Here's the question I thought was cute. My wedding is in two weeks. I would love your advice and how to be in the moment on the day of, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story. The lead up to our wedding was stressful in a way that wasn't normal. Davide had just launched Skiaya and got a huge order from his first order at Neiman Marcus. And we did not have the money for production for the order, nor did we have money for our, it was like that or the wedding. <laughs> and then, you know, I have three sister-in-laws and I have, nieces and nephews. And they, you know, family just gets very intense during weddings. And what was like really frustrating for me is like all of these people had like very beautiful dream weddings that like were paid for by a parent and like planned by a wedding planner. And obviously, you know, they all got married, you know, their kids are in pushed in high school and college. So obviously the prices of weddings were different, but it was regardless they had like it all fucking handled for them. And, you know, I shouldn't compare anything to anybody and it, every journey is different, but like we had to do everything ourselves. And I don't think anybody like gave us any sort of like consideration. I think a lot of people kept asking if they could help with things. And it's like, obviously I'm going to say no because people were coming in from out of town and whatever. But it was just like, yeah, it would have been nice if people would have been more helpful and I did, I felt like everyone was very like, well, what am I going to wear? And like, what am I doing with my hair? And like, you know, I don't feel good in this dress. It was like a lot of stuff that just like wasn't my problem. And a lot of things like became my problem. And it was extremely stressful. Up until like, I missed my hair and makeup person for my rehearsal dinner because everyone 
was at the house and I was the last to get a manicure and pedicure because I made sure that my nieces and nephews and my mom and my sister-in-laws got theirs first. And then I stopped by Roma on the way home to get sandwiches for everyone to make sure everyone had food and like missed my hair and makeup appointment. And like someone was like with my hair and makeup artist because I wasn't there. And they were like, oh, I'll get my hair done. And I was like, (sighs) and so I had to do my hair myself, which is fine. It looked fine. It was just a French twist. I could handle it. And she did my makeup, which was great. And then I got in the car and I looked at Davide and I was like, oh God, okay, this is our, this is happening. We're on our way to the rehearsal dinner, Jesus. And I got there and then like our friends from out of town where it was like, oh my God, this is it. This is the moment. People are here. We're celebrating. And I drank too much. This is every bride says this, that you remember to eat because I drank too much and I didn't eat. And I, and I, looked around at one point and I, I was like, I need a fucking espresso. And I had like two or three espressos. And I was like, fuck, I'm really fucked up. And I remember looking at Davide and being like, I got to go home. And he's like, all right, let me grab everyone and we'll leave. And I was like, I want to go home by myself. And he was like, what? And I got in, I called it. I was like, please, if you could just give me this one gift, like I need a moment alone. Cause it's been a very stressful two months, you know? And like, uh, like, I think like the wedding triggered my mom. Cause like my dad wasn't here. And I think like my mom, who's like, my angel, like mentally, you could just see it on her face that she was like almost like lost. Like she completely went to like another place because I think she was just couldn't believe that this day had finally come and my dad wasn't here. And it, it, it like redirected her and like she like lost focus on being in the moment and I'm not mad at her for it at all. But it, I like saw like my cousin was like, your mom is like blank. And I was like, yeah. And then it was like two days after it was like she was back again. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, where have you been? So I didn't I just felt like I was only taking care of everyone, like checking in on everybody. And like everyone kept saying things that were like really, you know, it was just like it was just like, what? Like, why is that my problem? She's like, fuck off. And so I looked at Dobby and I was like, I got to go home. Just give me this gift of being alone. And I started crying and I was like, I just need to like cry. I need to just like get in the car and cry. And so this poor Uber driver like drove home like a sobbing bride. And then I woke up the next morning and was so hungover. I said, cancel the wedding. Just cancel it. Just call me when the food's here. There's not going to be a ceremony today. Nope. There will be no ceremony because I think I'm going to die. There's a 50% chance I'm going to die. When the 50% chance that I do not die, there will be no me standing up. There will just be me maybe by five o'clock being ready to, to eat food. So let me know when it's ready. That's like literally what I said to my wedding planner. And then I had the brilliant idea of calling a mobile IV service because I just got in the fetal position and I cried. I've never felt that sick in my life. It was my, this is this is my wedding day. And the nurse came and this poor woman is like terrified. And there's like trucks here setting up tables. And I was like, Mm-mm, it's not happening. Like tell them not even to set up the tables. Like let's just order pizza. Like this is crazy. And midway through the IV, this lovely woman said, the color's coming back to your face. (laughs) I said, oh, that's nice. And then I started feeling better. But what? It was like, like, Jesus, it was one for the books. And then it became the best day ever. So that was, uh, that's my advice to you. Make sure you eat. And set up some sort of like weird barrier between, pretend there's like an invisible shield around you. So things that family members say don't bounce off the shield because I was just letting it like, soak into my body and it was really upsetting. It is no surprise that we have a broken food system. 
in this country. If you even have access to good food, it's expensive. And a lot of the food that is affordable and at our fingertips is making us all sick. I know that food that I was eating growing up was making me sick for a very, very, very long time. And that's why I want to tell you about Uprising. Uprising's mission is to liberate all of us from a fundamentally broken food system that is stealing our health. The real devil here is the snowball effect of silent inflammation, and that is why Uprising has cracked the code. You simply can't find something this healthy that tastes this good or is this fresh. Uprising has only two net carbs for a serving, six grams of protein, and nine grams of fiber. And by the way, if you don't know, you should be eating a lot of fiber. They cover paleo, clean keto, it's low carb. Again, it's high fiber, it's dairy free and grain free. All Uprising products are baked with real, simple superfood ingredients almonds, MCT oil, apple cider vinegar, egg whites, psyllium husk, and olive oil. Uprising has made prebiotic fiber delicious with their patented pending breakthrough in psyllium husk activation, which, by the way, psyllium husk is fabulous, making fantastic digestive health absurdly easy for all of us. It all comes down to taste, though, because, you know, when you say healthy food, a lot of people roll their eyes, but oh my God. Uprising has nailed the taste factor on both their sourdough-esque cubes and the crunch factor on their newly launched Freedom Chips, which taste like those old school rye chips you dig and are super, super, super filling. Uprising is offering our listeners $10 off the starter bundle that includes two superfood cubes and a four pack of Freedom Chips to try. Go to uprisingfood.com slash best and get the discount automatically applied at checkout. That is U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G food.com slash best to get $10 off your first purchase of the starter bundle. I, let me see, hold on. There was one more that I had saved in my phone. What models do I have Alfa Romeo? It's a spider from, fuck, 72? I cannot believe that I don't. Yeah, it's a 1972. And then... The last one that I got a lot of questions about, which I will end on and we will pick up on later, is how to deal with doctors writing off your concerns. So obviously, I just found out yesterday I had PCOS and like what I kind of post on Instagram was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like these are, you know, I've had these symptoms since I was 12. So how are we now discovering something that, by the way, think about it. I went to the doctor that delivered me, who was my OB forever. I went to him when I wanted to start trying to have a child. I went to him and said, I am going to start having a child. And I'm going to start having a child. I'm going to start trying for a child. Can you please just take an ultrasound, maybe take some blood, like whatever. I just want to make sure everything's working. And he said, go home and come back in six months if you're not pregnant. What? This would have been a perfect fucking time to just to look at what my ovaries look like. And you would have been like, oh, these are not perfectly circular. These are oblong. Like maybe you have PCOS, in which case we should put you on some Clomid. Like there were a million opportunities for this to happen. I'm not going to blame my current OB because I only started seeing her when I was already pregnant. Um, And then, I don't know. And then, like I mentioned before, this, this IVF doctor, I think is just like really dangerous. And, and 
And it sucks that this is such a business now, you know, like it's, this is a, is a huge business is IVF and thank fucking God for it because I know a million IVF babies. And I'm so thankful that so many of my friends were able to have children. And I'm so thankful that if anything were to happen to me again, I understand that IVF is like an incredible option and obviously it's expensive, but like you can't really put a price on a child, right? You'll take out a credit card and I'll pay it off and whatever it'll be what it is. But I think to tell somebody who is capable of having a child on their own that they're old and their body's not working and that they should, you know, I should store my eggs now, especially considering how old I am and that I will never get pregnant on my own. And if I did, it would never keep. How like demotivating is that? So what I think is, and my doctor, my new doctor, Shamsa Mercy said this yesterday, you need to be your own advocate. And I've been saying this for a long time. If you know something is wrong, tell your doctor to check for stuff. Just fucking force it. Because a lot of the responses I got yesterday were from women saying, I have asked my doctor to test me for to test me to look for PCOS or endometriosis and they say that they're not going to do it. And I would say, tell that doctor to go fucking fuck themselves. Do I think doctors are bad people? Absolutely not. Thank God we have doctors. Are doctors overwhelmed? Of course. Also, how many years are you have to go to school to be a doctor? Like how much can you possibly... I mean, it's endless what we can learn about the human body. So of course, I don't blame anybody, but I do blame somebody who's not listening to their patient or curious or forward thinking about trying to make somebody feel their best. It's fucked up. So what I'm going to tell you is that we really need to be our own advocate. Your doctor refuses to do something, go find another doctor because it's not okay. I'm going to end it on that note. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fabulous day. Thank you for enjoying these solo episodes. Thank you for sticking with me while I've been fucking late on my podcast lately, which is so embarrassing, but we're getting back on track. And thank you for letting these solo episodes be so wonderful. It's embarrassing to talk to myself, but it's nice that you're asking me questions. So I feel like we're having a conversation. And thank you for listening with you guys. Ciao. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.